0: No
1: one. Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Alverdi. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we will continue our series on the greatest football teams in school history, looking back on the 2001 Florida football team with former Gators cornerback Lido Shepard. He and I will look back on the 12-2 and season, Steve Spurrier's final one at UF, some of the memorable moments, the big wins, and the elite players that Florida had on the roster. Here was my conversation with Lido this week.
2: We're not joined by former Florida cornerback Lito Shepard to discuss the 2001 Gators football season, an incredible one that it was, definitely one of the most memorable teams in Florida football history. Lito, thanks for joining us on Locked on Gators. How's it going, my friend? Oh, not bad, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Just trying to quarantine like all of us. You know, we've been giving our fans a chance these past couple of weeks to look back on some of the best seasons in school history, and this definitely ranks up there. What was kind of the mindset of the team going in 2001, and what type of special seasons do you guys feel like y'all could have? I'll
0: tell you, that those years were, were some of the most memorable ones of my football career. And just looking back at those times, the class of 99 is the year I came to Florida, in which we, we had one of the top recruiting classes in the country that year. And we all felt, like on our visits as we were, you know, congregating and just meeting and trying to, you know, decide what schools we were going to. Uh, Just based on the guys that were on those visits, we felt like if we all kind of, you know, coordinated and went to the same school that we could have a pretty good team. And just fortunate enough, you know, a lot of us uh, ended up signing in Florida that year and we, we started a great nucleus. And uh, just having, you know, those guys from the year of 97 and the ones that came in, the sprinkled in from 98 and then, you know, that class of 99, you know, we were young at the time, but we really felt uh, confident, we felt talented, and we knew that we were going to have something special. So it was just about really putting the pieces together and and fine-tuning them and really executing on the field. But we knew that that class, Class 99, was going to be a special class for Florida football. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't win a national championship. And, you know, that's not the slightest, but, you know, I guess on the opposite side of that,
2: I say we're the best team that never won a championship. <laughs> I think for a lot of fans, too, you know, you guys won that SEC championship in 2000, and that was the mm-hmm. first one since 96, so... Mm-hmm. I think everyone was kind of waiting for the Gators to get back over that hump. And once you guys did it, maybe fans and I'm sure you guys felt like the sky was the limit in 2001.
0: Yeah, we, we did. We we really uh, was on the high horse. And we had the majority of our team coming back that following year. And it, it's amazing how things work. And I still believe we were the best team in college football that year, given the two losses we had. But it's so funny how um, – how how magical football it is and and just timing and and just if it's not meant to be, it's it's not going to be. And, um, you know, we kind of experienced that throughout that year. Just in the two games we lost, you know, I just go back and look back at those games and, man, you know, it's just, you know, how they say when the football guards are with you, they're with you, (laughs) and then when they're not, it's it's all types of, of flukish things that happen in games. Are in the situation, you know, to, to build up the game that just makes a difference. The Auburn game with the uh, the win that was a tough game, you know, no no knock to Auburn, but it was windy and the, the field goal that they kicked to win the game. I mean, the dude kicked it ninety degrees laterally and the wind blew it through the uprights, <laughs> you know. But, but, but um, you know, we we lost we lost it and it was a tough game. But you know, just those games that year. We had a solid national championship team, and just for whatever reasons, we wasn't able to, to, to put it down on paper. But I, I'll bet with that team any day against any, any you know, Florida team, honestly.
2: Leto, leading up to that game at Auburn, the two games before that, you guys played number 21, Mississippi State, and then you guys played at number 18, LSU. You guys shut out Mississippi State 52 to nothing, and then you go to Baton Rouge and y'all beat the Tigers 44-15. to 15. Where was the psyche of the team at that point, coming off two big wins like that, and getting ready to go to Auburn? That Mississippi State game was personal because the year before
0: that we lost to Mississippi State and they they beat us pretty good, which we felt like we were the better team. But we went into Mississippi State and they who let the dogs out on us for real, <laughs> you know. Um, but that was a more of a revenge game against those guys. And even with the LSU game um, the year before that, they had a pretty solid squad, and they even had a nice squad. Then, you know, some top players that was uh, highly taught about being drafted. So, we felt like we were NFL quality, and we wanted to go out there and prove and show that, you know, if, if these guys are the top of the top, you know, we want to show them how we could dominate them. So, you know, we had some chips on our shoulders that year. We were confident. And, you know, we just wanted to go out and prove that that, that we were what
2: we said we were. After the loss to Auburn you know, you guys responded, and you beat number fifteen Georgia. You beat number fourteen South Carolina, and then you close out with the win over the Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like to bounce back after that loss to Auburn and finish out that season so strongly?
0: Well, like I said, in the, in the approach to that game, you know, we felt like we were the better team. We knew we were, but the score didn't indicate that. And the, you know, the reasons we lost that game. You know, we just wanted to bounce back and, and, and prove that it was quote-unquote, uncharacteristic, so what. And um, we just really just wanted to go out and put our best foot forward and continue the track and path that, you know, we were on in which to get to the national championship. And, uh, you know, that's
2: what we was just out to prove, so to say. We're speaking with former Gators quarterback Lido Shepard. You guys beat Florida State 37-13. to 13. You get to the end of the season, which you guys were supposed to have, would have been getting ready for an SEC championship game. Instead... You guys mm-hmm. have to play Tennessee because of September 11th. First of all, talk about how that whole time threw a wrench into you all season and what it was like to have to play Tennessee at the end of the year and get ready for them.
0: Well, I mean, you got to tip your hat off to Tennessee first and saying that, you know, the season is, is a weird season. And if the season would have went according to plan, we would have played those guys early in the season. And they were not at their best at that time. You know, they had a couple key players that was missing from that game that I can remember, and, and particularly two of their starters that were first-round draft picks. <laughs> you know, Big John Henderson, Dante Stallworth, was two of the starters that was uh, missing early on in that season. But having the opportunity to play them, when they were full of strength, you know that was the challenge anyway. You know, regardless if it was in the beginning of the season or not, you know we we wanted to play them at the best. But hindsight of that, you take any advantage that you are given. <laughs> and if we would have played those guys early in the season, they wouldn't have a chance to beat us that we felt, you know. And uh, just fortunate enough, uh, it didn't work out that way, and they were able to get full strength and. It ended up being one hell of a game in which we were the losing end of, and, you know, it really just cost us everything we worked for that whole year as far well as competing for a national championship. So, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Tennessee, you got to tip your hat off to them because they were a great team and they were very solid. It's just uh, the timing of it and how things were supposed to work out, they just didn't work out according to plan.
2: <laughs> you mentioned how the game got rescheduled. How do you feel like you and some of your other teammates have reconciled that result all these years later, knowing that if you guys would have played Tennessee earlier in the year, that the season would have ended differently? I mean, you know, I I look back at it in hindsight, and, you
0: know, I was blessed to have a a great career, college and, you know, post-college, moving on to the next level. But I also look at it as, you know, just like we're uh, enduring right now, you know, this uh, coronavirus uh, and being uh, quarantined and, and away from, you know, what we love, things happen for a reason. And sometimes we can't explain those reasons, but we can only hopefully learn from them and uh, appreciate those experiences. And what I love to be sitting here, looking look in hindsight at a chance to play for a national championship and, you know, beat Tennessee that year and, you know, who knows what else would have happened, but, you know, that wasn't written. So I guess, you know, just looking hindsight at it, man, you know, you, it's, it's all a should have, could have, would have. But, you know, what happened actually was meant to happen. So, you know, you got to tip your hat off to them, and, you know,
2: we got everything that we earned and, and that we deserve from that standpoint. Final couple things for you, Lito. Obviously, you guys go to the Orange Bowl.
1: You all blow out
2: Maryland 56-23. to 23. And then your Florida career is over, and probably in the back of your mind you knew it was over. But did you have any inkling that it was going to be over for Coach Spur as well, and what was the fallout like from that? Honestly, I I, I really wasn't thinking that my career was over. I,
0: I was one of those uh, players that I, I felt like I've done enough to make it to the next level. But when you get your report card and, and – and projections of where you could end up at the next level, it never looks promising. <laughs> so, you know, um, my my decisions on leaving and not coming back, you know, kind of definitely came into play when I felt like, you know, Coach Spurrier was on the bubble a little bit. I, I just know, and, and, and it ended up being great for those guys who who stayed, who had opportunity to leave and whatnot because they, they had successful you know, seasons that next year and was able to do some, you know, wonderful things. But you just don't know how the coach's culture is going to be, you know, you don't know how how things are going to pan out from what you dedicated yourself to thus far. So once I had, I guess, confidence in that I did enough and I couldn't help my status anymore, Along with you know uh, Coach Spurrier and his staff was moving on, you know I just felt like that was the best decision for me, you know to to move on and, and just try to do you know
2: the things that I would do on at the next level. For you guys to be the final team that Steve Spurrier coached at Florida, even though you guys didn't win the national championship, like you said, that team is still remembered so fondly by Florida fans, and some of you know their favorite players come from that team. What do you think it means for you and your other teammates that, that even though you guys didn't accomplish your ultimate goal, that people still look back on you guys the way that they do?
0: I mean, you know, the the, the Florida culture and community is, is all love, and I appreciate that first and foremost. And when you look at the actual quality and um, magnitude of the, the, the guys and the players on those teams, Yeah, we didn't win a national championship, but I don't think you can disrespect the caliber of players that was competing competing on those teams and the skill level and the the skill set. So, you know, outside of just being, quote, unquote, it's just shooting a shot, but outside of being second tier to the national championship teams in Florida history, I think pound for pound, player for player, we get just as much respect as any of those players that won national championships.
2: <laughs> has Coach Fur ever uh, expressed to you guys how he feels about y'all's team in compared to some of the other ones he had? Well,
0: I know he hasn't um, done that to me personally, um, and you know when you when you are coaching, you're part of so many different wonderful teams. I mean, it's really hard to um, compare. And It's almost like kids. It's like I'm comparing my five kids to each other, and I don't have five, but I'm just giving you a number. <laughs> but sure. I'm just comparing my kids to each other. Well, all of them have something special about them. All of them are great. All of them can do wonderful things, and some may, you know, exceed others because of age and experience. But when you look at it, when when it's your pedigree, when it's when it's your um, staple. Anytime you reach certain plateaus, you got to appreciate those 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 individual teams and, and people, so to say.
2: And then final question for you, Lito. You might not have got the ring that you wanted with Coach Spurrier in college, but you did get the ring that you wanted with the Apollos. Talk about <laughs> that experience of reuniting with Coach Spurrier with, with, along with a bunch of other of his former players and what that was like to uh, have that year there in Orlando. Well, uh, technically, we didn't get a ring there either,
0: (laughs) but but when when you talk about um, winning and and winning championships and and putting your team in position to compete, to be one of the best, you know, that's what I appreciated always about Spurrier and, you know, just University of Florida. You know, coming out of of, of high school, uh, I've always had Florida dear to my heart, but, when you look at across the board, just talent, um, success, and equating that to team success, Florida was hard to beat, and the, the culture that they and Coach Spurrier, uh you know, created and represented, was unmatched. And, you know, I just had a, a fortunate opportunity to be able to, you know, continue uh, learning from that tree and just having a chance to evolve that from being a player under his tutorage to being a coach along his staff and learning some of those uh, uh, foundational uh, techniques. But it's a blessing, and, you know, it's just something that I continue to try to improve on learning, and, and hopefully one day, you know, I'll,
2: I'll be in a position to uh, have a tree of my own. For sure, and I think it said something, too, about the fact that all you guys want to still come and be around your coach the way that you guys did. And and, and the fact that y'all wanted to come still work for Coach Furrier said something about the relationship he built with y'all.
0: It it, it does. It it really does. And I think any great coach, any uh, coach that has success in a program, you have to have a connection to your players and and your coaching staff. And and that's what makes the environment fun. That's what makes it successful. And that's what makes you have success. And, you know, people appreciate that and continue to grow and learn it, and that's what builds strength. And when you have a good coach who's done that repeatedly over time, I mean, then you have a Hall of Fame ball coach in Coach (laughs) Spurrier.
2: Definitely a Hall of Fame cornerback as well, Lito Shepard. Lito, we really appreciate the time. One of the founding fathers of DBU, I think we could say. Really great to catch up with you, man, and I appreciate you uh, taking us down memory lane.
0: Zach, man, I appreciate you, man, for having me. And uh, much love uh, to Class of 99, Gators, and hey, I
1: love you guys to death, man. Appreciate Leto for his time and perspective, and that will do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. Always fun looking back on these teams, and 2001 will always be remembered as a special season. On the next episode, we'll look back at the 2006 Florida football team with former Gators wide receiver Dallas Baker. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.